Today we light the candle of joy, and I just want to acknowledge for a moment that this one might be a little harder for some of you to light this year. Because many of the things that usually fill us with joy this time of year might in 2020 seem a bit empty or maybe even a little bitter. With COVID-19 ravaging our nation, our state, and our world, it seems hard to find any family untouched by it in some way. Some of you are grieving today. Some are lonely in isolation. Some are struggling yourselves with illness. Some of you are struggling to heal. And those of you who work in frontline jobs are feeling the stress and strain to the point of breaking. And those of you who have loved ones who work in frontline jobs with the stress and strain of worrying for them and the helplessness of wishing there was more you could do to help carry the burden. In a time of year when we usually find joy in gathering and just being together with loved ones, it's hard to wrap our minds and hearts around loving people by intentionally keeping our distance from them. What usually brings us joy now brings stress and sadness. And in this season of peace, we see all kinds of conflict rising up out of fear and desperation. We see the effects of hopelessness in people's financial situations, in dreams deferred, in emotional and mental struggles to deal with this ongoing situation. We see so many people just struggling to hang on one day at a time. This Christmas season doesn't look like any we've ever known in our lifetimes. So... What's there to be joyful about, you might say? Bah humbug. Something about 2020 makes scrooges out of us, not because we don't believe in what this season means, but because we just can't fool ourselves into buying the platitudes. And this holiday season always tends to get slathered with shallow platitudes. Be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the hap happiest season of all. When in reality, what you might be feeling is mad or sad or just so very weary. And even the phrase, joy to the world, reminds you of joys that you might not be experiencing today. I mean, who would have ever have guessed that we would live through a time when the COVID Grinch wouldn't only steal our gifts and decorations, but would actually steal our ability to stand beside and grab the hand of the who down in Whoville next to us and sing together at the top of our lungs, Welcome Christmas. Stealing that away, that is rough. That's a blow that hurts. That hurt is real. But I have to tell you, it's at a time like this we, when we really need the real joy of Christmas the most. This is when we need to remember the real Christmas story is not remotely shallow and bears no platitudes. It's a story about God giving very unexpected hope, joy, and peace into a situation full of oppression, poverty, and misunderstanding. And if you really look at this story, it starts to become clear that that first Christmas in Bethlehem had a lot more in common with our lives in 2020 than it did even with our lives in 2019. The joy we discover in the real Christmas story is not a joy that comes from a hard situation transformed. <laughs> because the before and after situations are both hard. Jesus is born in a barn because Mary and Joseph were temporarily homeless. They had no other place to be. 
And that first Christmas, they had no family celebrating with them either. No parents, no grandparents, just the two of them in a barn in a strange town facing their very first experience facilitating a birth. And no matter how prettily we try to tell the story, I can't imagine that night would have been anything short of terrifying for both of them. And they might have wondered, hey God, you still see us, right? This is still your son we're supposed to raise? Is this how you meant it to be? Tucked away in a back alley in stable with only clueless first-time parents to usher your son into the world? Jesus was born into this world in a moment of deep confusion and fear. And yet his arrival brought a joy beyond explanation. And in that far from perfect moment, they and we discover the perfect joy of knowing in our imperfect world we are not alone. We have been chosen to receive the greatest gift of all. The joy of Christmas is the joy of knowing even in our loneliness, our isolation, we have been found right where we are by our God who counted it all joy to be God with us. But to truly receive this joy, though, we have to understand what it is and what it isn't. Because often I think we confuse joy and happiness, but happiness is situational. It's a reaction to what's around you, what's happening. Something makes you happy or makes you unhappy. But joy is something more. It's deeper. Joy is a foundational sense of goodness and well-being that we can have no matter what our outward circumstances because joy comes from the presence of God with you and with me in every moment. So you might overflow with joy in your happy moments, and I hope you do. You may feel God's presence with you in those things that fill you with happiness, and that happiness flows into your joy. But you also may experience joy even in your loneliness, in your sorrow, in your longing for what you're missing. Because joy is what makes what was only bitter, bittersweet. Because no matter what you're facing in the current moment, you can know and trust there is a new day coming. The promise of God is that there is more to come. And the one who will be with you when you see that new beginning is with you even now in the waiting. Joy comes in knowing that you are being held by a power greater than yourself and that he holds a future and a hope for you. And that joy sustains even when the path in front of you right now is a hard road to walk. Joy is knowing that there is a peace that passes all human understanding because the one who came for you came in love and that love will never leave or forsake you. Joy is knowing nothing of earth can ever take away that gift because it's a gift given to you by God. Now that joy is what caused a young, unmarried, pregnant virgin to burst into song about her situation even though she knew hers would not be any kind of easy road to walk. That joy is what caused Magi, who saw the star appear in the sky, to start moving forward to figure out what this all meant. God was up to something, and they had to see it, even though they knew that journey of discovery would be long and hard along the way. Joy is what caused terrified shepherds who had been shocked and knocked flat by the explosion of an overwhelming onslaught of the joy of heaven over their boring day job fields 
to find the courage to stand on shaky legs and make their way to see for themselves that they had been chosen by God to welcome the Savior. Now, they might not have thought that anyone on earth would have them in mind, this bedraggled company out in the fields, but they were just the kind of people this Savior came for. To you, a child is born. To you, a son is given, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you, shepherds. Yes, this sign is for you, so pay attention. He's in a manger in a feed box behind the inn. Now, even the Magi had to ask for directions. These shepherds got theirs directly from angels. Put yourself in their shoes. The minute these angels disappear from the night sky and you manage to get up on shaky legs, wouldn't the first thing you would ask be, why me? Why us? Really? You want us to throw a baby shower for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Are you sure you're in the right field? Have you met us? But the angel says, this Savior is for you, shepherds. Go and greet him. Joy, a gift of heavenly favor out of the blue. How could they resist that joy? No other earthly ruler that I've ever heard of was sent a bunch of shepherds as their coronation party. But this king is like no other king the earth has ever known. This is God with us who comes to bring the joy of knowing we are seen and chosen and found right where we are. And this is the joy, the gift that God gives the world at Christmas. And it's this same joy that lit Jesus' path even when the road before him was a hard one. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, tells us a bit about this joy as it calls us to live our relationship with Jesus even as we walk the hard roads before us. Hebrews says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. See, the roads that we walk are very rarely easy. But in Jesus Christ, God came to know this himself in a very personal way. And Hebrews tells us why. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And that certainly does not mean that Jesus was happy to go to the cross. He wasn't crazy. In fact, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he fervently prayed if there was any other way our salvation could be achieved, that he would be spared this road. But in the end, he obediently walked into his own torture and death for the joy set before him, Hebrews tells us. And what could be worth that kind of pain? What was that joy? It was you. It was me. We are God's joy. Now, of course, it's our joy to know that God is with us, but how much more amazing to discover it's also God's joy to be with us. He wants to be God with us forever, and in Jesus, he proves he will lay everything down to make a way for that to be our forever. 
what was broken in the Garden of Eden when sin entered into our world, Jesus set out to restore by his sacrifice of love. And this is why he was born into the world. And it, what, it's what makes the joy of Christmas a bittersweet kind of joy. Because it's a joy that cost him something infinitely precious. And yet it's a gift freely given for all who will receive it. And I think that's why the Christmas carol that I'm drawn to most year after year is, What Child Is This?, Because there's just something about how in one verse we're drawn from the quiet manger scene to the horrors of the cross. Nails, spears shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. How can we respond to that kind of gift, to that kind of sacrificial love? Well, verse 3 answers, So bring him incense, gold and myrrh. Come, peasant, king, to own him. The king of kings salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise the song on high. The virgin sings her lullaby. Joy, joy, for Christ is born, the babe, the son of Mary. The life-changing, earth-shattering joy of having a Savior sung in a minor key. Bittersweet, but just enough bitter to assure us this Savior finds us even in our bitterness, to give us the sweetness of his joy. This Savior comes for us. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. You see, the heart of Jesus' joy, of God's plan, is for us to know life with God. But that life doesn't just start after we die. It starts right here and now. In the prayer Jesus prayed in John chapter 17, Jesus revealed that joy, his joy, praying, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Jesus wants you to know the joy of God's love for you right where you are, even in a world full of grinchy circumstances. For to you a child is born and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now really, couldn't you use a wonderful counselor right now? One who listens and hears and who speaks truth and grace into your life? And couldn't you use an everlasting father, one who is always here for us to lay our head on his shoulder and let him take care of us for a while in quiet moments? Couldn't we all use a prince of peace who speaks into the storms of our chaos his command, peace, 
be still. For all who would cry out, where are you, God? Do you see me? Are you with me? Jesus endured the cross for the joy of being able to answer, I am with you. I paid the price to redeem and restore you, to be the hope you need, so you will know you are not alone and you will never be alone. He endured the cross for the joy of being forever God with you, so forever you may be with him. Joy. But beloved, you don't have to feel happy to have joy. True joy doesn't come from things going right, but from knowing that you are known, held, and loved on every step of your hard road that you walk today. So hear the truth, beloved. Even if you feel alone this Christmas, you are not. You are seen, claimed, and loved by the one whose birth we celebrate this season. You were and you are the joy set before him. So no matter what your circumstances this year, no matter what the hard road is before you today, know that there is a joy that holds you and that there is one who is the sweet in your bittersweet longings. For what is and what is yet to come in its fullness is the gift of your Savior, and he is here with you. So in this season of bittersweet joy, my question to you today is, Are there ways that your Savior might be calling you to bring his sweetness into someone else's hardest, most bitter Christmas? Who do you know who needs to be shown, particularly this year, in a tangible way, that they too are his joy? That they too are seen and known and loved? How can you share his joy? Maybe it's sharing the joy and joining us to carol outside the White Pine Care Center on December 22nd. Maybe it's in picking up a phone and calling someone you haven't connected to in a while to let them know that they're important to you. Maybe it's dropping off an unexpected plate of Christmas cookies on the doorstep of someone you know to be alone this season. Whatever that might look like this year, my prayer for you is, may the joy of Jesus who is God with us. Light the bitterness of this year with the sweetness of the gift of his presence with you. For to you a child is born, to you a son is given, and from now on until eternity, may his presence with you be your quiet, foundational, and lasting joy. Let's pray. Father God, We thank you for your love for us and for this world that caused you to send your son, Jesus, to rescue us, to redeem us, to restore us, and to renew us. Lord, we pray in this hard and bitter year that you would show us the sweetness of your joy, your simple joy in being with us in every season of this life, and the joy of the promise that you have given us by your sacrificial love, that we will know the joy of being with you forever. Lord, we pray for ourselves, we pray for our neighbors, we pray for all of those around us who need to know and to feel and to experience this year in a powerful way the truth of that promise, that you come to give us your joy now and forever. 
Jesus, may it be so in us and in the world around us. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.